0: The other day, I was in my room, and I was praying over this church again, like I always do, and I'm constantly asking him what he wants done. What do you want done? You know, I can preach a hundred different sermons, but it doesn't mean it's what you want, and he began to talk to me about the nation and and America and and what we're going through right now, and I began to watch a little bit of 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 what's going on in Washington, D.C., and I want y'all to understand something. What's happening in D.C. is not against Trump. It's against you. There is a spiritual war going on. Now, there are people here who would disagree or maybe not here. but That's okay. I don't, I don't mind you disagreeing with me. I've, been, I've had people disagree with me before. But what's happening in this nation and what we're watching in Washington is, is literally uh, to overthrow an election. And it's to overthrow righteousness in this nation. And this is not the first time this has ever happened. This happened in the Soviet Union, happened in R- Russia, it happened in Cuba. It's happened all over the world for the last 6,000 years. You have people get into office and they use those offices for personal gain. And they take the power and they become corrupt. And, and we're watching it. There's a difference in America, though. This was, uh, America was founded on, on um, godly principles. But there's, other, there's one other thing. And, and there's a thing called prayer. Now, now a lot of times we, will, we think we're just trying to talk God into the notion of doing something. That's completely wrong. God already wants America strong and he wants the gospel to go forth. Here's where the disconnect is and I'm gonna ask you to begin to hook up with me on this. John Wesley made a statement and um, I wrote it down and, and it says, God does nothing but in answer to prayer. Now, he Wesley added to that statement, And said, Why that is, I do not know. In other words, Wesley said that at the end of his life, he noticed that nothing in his ministry ever happened unless he prayed about it. In other words, it's not like God is up there running everything like the church has been telling us for the last 2,000 years. There's a message, and you hear me say this all the time God is sovereign. Well, he is sovereign. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, He chose when the earth was made. He chose the day Jesus would be born. He's choosing the day he'll return. And in his sovereignty, he can do what he wants to. But in his sovereignty, he has limited himself to the church when it comes to prayer. And this this is where a lot of people have messed up on the sovereignty message and turned the word sovereignty in the fact that everything that happens, good and bad, God is doing it. That is completely wrong. If he is, he has it in a mess. All right, now let me make a statement here because there's always new people. If God can help you and will not, he is not love. So you've attacked the very nature of God by saying that God can help and, re- and refuses to do so. Incorrect. But God, in his sovereignty, has placed the, what happens on the earth. Directly to his body, the church, and because of that, there's been a lot of lot of messed up theology going out in the body of Christ today. Now, us being faith and word people. Well, this is a faith church, faith and word church. We believe in Mark eleven twenty three 23 and 24, whatever you desire, when you pray, you believe. But understand that you praying for yourself and you praying for the president is two co- different kinds of prayer. Again, that's another boogaboo that everybody wants to kind of, you know, you don't play basketball rules with a football. And you don't play soccer with a foot, you, with a basketball. You cannot take the rules of one kind of prayer and make them apply to another kind. When you do, you get goofy. And the body of Christ gets goofy. And uh, it, it seems like for whatever reason, uh, I had not even read my scripture yet. It just seems like for whatever reason, the church never seems to stay in the middle of the road. If, if it gets out of one ditch, it gets in the other one. And it, and it takes perfectly good theology and messes it up again. So I'm going to do my best to, co- to get us back in the middle of the road and talk about a certain type of prayer. And tonight we're not talking about you praying for you. Mark 11:23. 23, whatever you desire, you believe, you receive, you have. That prayer is for you. We're not we're talking about what's praying for America, for the nation, for move of God. Different kind of prayer. So 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Now let's begin. It says, Therefore I exhort first of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. He's not talking about you. For kings, we don't have kings, we have a president. And all that are in authority, that would be the the president, the vice vice president, governors of the states, uh, mayors of the city, right on down to the chief of police or the pastors of churches. For kings and all that are in authority. God placed authority in the earth. If it's misused, then we need to pray the people out and pray the right ones in. I'm going to show you some things in the Bible in just a minute, and, and well, anyway, uh, let, me, let me finish reading this because I'm about to go there. Uh, verse 3, for this is a good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, you might think that you don't have to have the government helping you, but you need them to cooperate. God placed government on Jesus' shoulders. The church is supposed to go into a city, a community, a state, start a church, and out of the church people should get born again. They should take the gospel or the kingdom back into their environment. If they're a school teacher, they should become Christian school teachers. If they're the mayor, they should be Christian mayors. And so therefore infiltrating the community. Anytime the community is full of people that are not saved, you're going to have hell in your town and you're going to sit around and we're going to blame the drugs and we're going to blame the government and we're going to blame everybody. But the real blame falls on us. Can you all handle a little bit of correction? The blame falls on the church, but I'm going to show you why. Because Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth is given to me. Now, now, that doesn't mean that Jesus alone sitting up in heaven has all the authority. He was talking about his body. I'm going to prove that. I'm going to prove it to you. So go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. We're going to talk about praying over our president, whether you like him or not. The Bible didn't say anything about whether you liked him. As a matter of fact, you should have seen the guy that was in uh, office when Jesus was walking around. It was pretty bad. Amen. (laughs) Amen. It's not the first yo-yo that ever came along. You know, there's a a a lot of goofy people running around the planet. Amen. But the church, Jesus says, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell will not stand against my church. And he wasn't joking. And nobody's ever been able to overthrow the church. Governments come and go, but the church just keeps plodding along. Okay, and it it will right up until Jesus returns. Ephesians 1.19. Now, pay attention to what I'm going to show you because I'm going to read you something. I'm going to make some pretty outstanding statements. It says, what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe... According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places, far above principalities, powers, might and dominion, and every name that is named, not in this age, that which is to come, and put all things under his feet, and gave him Jesus to be the head over all things to who? To who the church. The church. Now, when we talk about principalities and powers and rulers, I'm going to make a statement here, and I want you to pay real close attention to me. God the Father never gave a seat to Satan. I want you to think about it. Well, there there are principalities and powers. That's what Satan calls them. But Jesus never called them nothing but out. Come out, you devil. And he ruled over him while he was on this earth. Now, n- now listen as I say this. Right now, Satan wants seats of authority so he can rule. So he's placing people who are listening to him in those seats. Now that's a, that. that's... I just, I just messed up the whole Republican Democratic Party. Because you don't realize that you may think you're voting for a man, but Satan is behind some of them and God's behind the other ones. And you've got to know the difference on who you're voting for and who you're putting into office. Now, it says that we can vote for the ones that are in office. We can pray if we don't like them. And God can and will intervene. Yes, All right, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this to you again because I want you to get a hold of something. Who has the right to decide what's going on in your home and in your city and in your country? Who has the right? Christians. Not even unbelievers. Unbelievers don't have that right. And I know this may you may disagree. All you disagree, all you want to. I don't. Don't matter to me. Jesus said, "I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell will not stand against it." When things are not going good in your country or your home, it's you. Amen. I'm going to prove it. I'm going to get the. I'm going to get some scriptures out and prove it. Now, one of the things that Oh, hell, Holy Ghost, you got to help me with this because i got to say it right. Because of different doctrinal teachings, well, you know, the, whatever the Lord wants. People are laying down and the Bible says resist the devil and he'll flee. Right. Well, if you think something that is the devil is God, you're not resisting it. I'm gonna, say it, I'm gonna say it again. You, you gotta get this, guys. There are times you don't need to talk to God about the problem. Talk to the pro- In other words, when there's a there's a time to tell the devil, get. No, 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 don't ask God to move the devil. There's nothing in your Bible that says God will ever do anything about him. He's illegal. You do something. So the church is here to enforce the new covenant. All right, we have uh, people in this church who are police officers. The only thing a police officer is allowed to do legally is enforce the law. They don't have to call the mayor. They don't have to call the chief. They have been given authority so if, if they see you driving down the school zone and the lights are flashing and you're doing 55, they have a right to stop you. They don't need to pray. Right, 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 right. Oh, God, this guy's speeding. Right. Stop him. Right. Right. Pull him over. Give him a share revenue coupon. If you catch him again, take his license, take him again, take him to jail. If you take him again, send him to Cuba. Now listen, you don't just keep putting up with wrongdoing. But the church has never understood. Now listen, listen as I say this. And just, the word e- ecclesia is the word church. The, when Jesus coined the phrase, I will build my church, he stole a word from the Roman Empire. That's not a Christian term. The church was an assembly of people who met in town and decided the way the city would and would not go. And it was an elite position to sit in the ecclesia. Jesus said, I'll build my ecclesia. So when we gather that's why. Listen to me very carefully. Satan hates churches. Oh, yes. Yes. Want to put a thousand to flight? Help me. Two. Two how many? You are way more powerful together than alone. You're you're powerful alone. Don't get me wrong. You get together and we come in and say we're going to pray about that. We're going to change things. Satan has to listen. To you. Get off my kids. Get off my family. Get off of Uncle Joe. You're not taking him to hell. You're not praying. Amen. Well, you are. Are y'all okay? Yeah. All right. I'm going to say something else and just hold tight. Don't, don't. We must stop letting our relatives go to hell while we do nothing. Are y'all game? I'm on this. I want us to start taking Wednesday nights, the last 15 minutes, we're going to stop and have an old fashioned prayer service. We're going to do it tonight. Now understand we're not talking, we're not praying for you. I'm not going to line you up here so you can fall down. Not, we're not, it's not about you. Come on, I know, I know that's hard for charismatics to understand that everything's not about you. I, that's so difficult. But if you don't start praying, it will be become about you. All right. We're in a war. We're in a spiritual battle. And it's not right to leave it up to Trump to fix it. Go, Trump. uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, I'm doing pretty good. Now I said this one time, and and I want to read I want to read this passage again. And when I do, I, I want I want you to grab a revelation of something because I'm going to make a complaint about the way God let the Bible be written. And when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask Him why He screwed the Bible up. It's the only thing I've ever seen in the, that I just m- mystifies me. But chapter 2, verse 1 starts a whole chapter in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> and I'm looking at that going, you can't get any dumber than that. At least change, start with a new paragraph. All right. Now, the ones of you that, are, that are, took English in school and did better than me, the verb that controls chapter 2, verse 1, is over in the former chapter. All of you people that went to school and you're smart, nod and go, that's, that's absolutely true. All right. Now, now listen. You, chapter 2, verse 1 says, and you, and it put parentheses, he made alive because they're, they're trying to figure out what and you means. And you what? All right, so I'm going to read it to you. And I've done this before, but you need to hear it again because I found out that some people slow. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually slow myself, so don't feel bad. All right, verse, let's go back to verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who are believers? According to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him, Jesus, from the dead. Now, did, why did Jesus die on the cross? Who did he die for? He didn't die for himself. He didn't need to die. So, so he's talking here about you. So I'm going to add that word, chapter 2, verse 1, back in now so that you'll understand He's talking here not about Jesus rising from the dead, but you. If you don't get it, come back Easter. And then we'll talk about the fact that Easter is not about Jesus rising from the dead. It's about you rising from the dead. Whoa, new wrinkle in your, in your cloth. All right, verse, verse 20, in which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and you, and set him and you at the right hand in heavenly places, far above principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name This name, not only in this age, but that which is to come, and put all things under his feet and you, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, you, which is his body, you, the fullness of him who fills all in all, and you. So he all he's talking about is you the point the point here is God the Lord Jesus Christ doesn't do anything in the earth apart from you now that that messes up that that's just I just plowed almost every church filled I would just plowed it, plowed up all their corn because they can't imagine God working independent of 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 we're just old unworthy worms and wiggling in the dirt. That's not true. If the new birth didn't make you perfect, then it was a waste of Jesus's time. So don't ever call what Jesus did. uh, uh, He just made you a worm. If the cross made you a worm, then the cross was a failure. So God the Father sees Jesus as the head of the church, but he sees the, the, the body fulfilling the ministry of Jesus. So without his body, nothing's getting done. So when we pray, we're not here trying to work up trying to talk God. Now listen, I'm going to pray wrong. I want you to know I'm praying wrong. I don't want you to say amen. Oh, God. Oh, you got to save the lost, God. Oh, God. Just stop all that trash. God was more interested in the lost than you are. We're not trying to get him to come down to heaven. the heavens and save the lost and send revival. D- don't do it. Not in here. Are y'all there? What are we doing? Well, I'm Tanya's a police officer, and I'm going to make a statement to you about police. The ticket's good whether the policeman's nice or mean. Whether an officer is ugly doesn't add to the share revenue coupon. They can say, hello, Mr. Morgan, how are you doing? I'm having a good day, to so I saw you. You know what you did back there? Yes, sir, I did. Well, I want you to have a Merry Christmas. I'm fixing to write you ticket. See, you can be nice. You can still slap some mud out of you and be nice. Or you can come up there and say, what are you doing, you idiot? That doesn't help. So that's why people have said, you don't need to scream in prayer. There's nothing wrong with you lifting your voice, but not in order to move God. You lift your voice, it's moving you. I just wish some people would move. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? God is waiting on us. He wants to know what we think about it. God asked Adam, here's the animals. What do you name them? Think about that for a minute. This is your home. What do you think about it? Well, I, I, I don't like it. Well, what is it you don't like? Well, I don't like the fact that my kids don't have any hunger for God. What do you say about it? Are y'all out there? God wants to know. If you just go, I just don't like it. He leaves and nothing. nothing's going to get done. They're your kids. I'm going to do something. I want you all to do something. The next time you doubt my sermon, I want you to do this. You see a baby with a poopy diaper. I want you to pray <laughs> with all of your might for God to change the diaper. It's not his baby. It's yours. Does that, that's a simple analogy, but I want you to understand God wants, it's your garden, it's your city, it's your family, it's your nation, it's your president. It's your relatives that's going to hell. I mean, who gives a rip? I do. Now, here's where Satan, now, if you didn't get my message Sunday morning, we talked in here about the feelings You've got to get past feelings and believe by faith he's listening to me. Don't go by the way you feel. Amen. Father God, I, I'm, I'm going to pray over Uncle Joe right now, and I know Jesus died for him, but sent, there's people that will listen to him. Number one, I'm going to ask you to send somebody by. Satan, get off of him. Stop, stop your maneuvers against Uncle Joe in Jesus' name. Stop it. Now, now, Father God, I'm just asking you, you, you know who to send and begin making his heart turn. He knows what he needs. He knows what he needs. You know what he needs to hear. Mm-hmm, yes. Now, you're just, you're just getting involved in his life, and you're asking God. He wants to move. Yes. I didn't come to Jesus until my mother started praying. Right. Yes. And God met me in the woods. He met me all kind of places. Yes. Holy Ghost came on me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't thinking about God. I was out hunting one day, and all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost came on me. I don't know what this is. I'm trying to deer hunt, and I'm thinking about hell. Yeah, I mean, I told you the story, and I think for the sake of the few people, I'm, 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 I'm hunting. I'm tired. I'm climbing a hill. I lay down the leaves, and I just out of my mouth said, I wish that I, oh, I, I don't know. The Holy Ghost came on me. It just came on me. Well, how does that happen? Well, Mom was praying. That's why it came on me. It didn't just accidentally come on because of me. Someone asked God to move. Yeah. And so I'm in the woods laying in the leaves, and, and I had this thought. Ben, you know, what's it like? I mean, I wished I, wished I knew I was going to heaven if I left this God-forsaken hell hole. I just had this thought. And I bowed my head, and I prayed, and I said, God, I, I, I wished I knew I was going to heaven and I got it. Went home. How did that happen? Holy Ghost came on me. Started talking to me about hell. I'm going hell, hell. I don't think about hell. I'm thinking about deer. <laughs> and it lifted. And it came on me many times until the day I walked the aisle and got saved. Well, my mother and Virginia got together and prayed often. And when my mother died, she said to me, "Your brother Ronnie's the only one who hadn't come in. And I'm leaving the prayer assignment to you." She said, I prayed Robin in, I prayed Nancy in, I prayed you in, and now you're praying your brother in. If, I don't, if we don't pray, listen to me. Mm-hmm. That, that's a heavy, we don't, we don't like to hear that we are actually responsible. What well, we, we are. You can shirk it if you want to, but I don't think it's going to do very good. Are you all okay? Yeah. Acts twelve let let's go over there. Let's prove it from the Bible. Y'all help me keep up with time because I got thousands of scriptures. And I'm going to prove it to you from the Bible so you can see. Acts chapter 12, verse 1. Now about that time, Herod, the king, stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. He just killed him. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread, and when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending him to bring before the people the after. They're gonna kill him. They're gonna kill him. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but what? Say it with me, constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. What happened? Nobody was praying over James. Now they got Peter and the church went, Shondai. We can't, we can't keep losing guys. So they went to prayer and asked God to deliver Peter. Now you can't decide whether an angel's going to go get him or not. It's none of your business how God does it. You just pray. I'm going to tell you a story right now, really funny. Norval Hayes had a daughter who wasn't living right. She was on drugs and she just wasn't living right. And Norval went to God and said, whatever you need to do, get her. You get her. And one day she was in her room and an angel walked in and sat on the bed and looked at her. It scared her out of her mind. This 10 foot, 12 foot glowing dude just sat and stared at her. And she screamed and she screamed and she screamed. And the angel just sat and stared at her. And then he got up and walked out. And she got on her face in the carpet and got right with God. It scared the hell out of her. Now, I don't know how God's going to save your relatives, but you, listen, you just, you stay faithful. You stay before God. You let him do whatever he wants to, any way he wants to do it. Send an angel. Just leave it alone. Don't, don't pray they'll get in a car wreck and all that kind of stupidity. Don't do that. But just, just take and tell the devil, get his hand off my relatives. Now, another one, Jesse Duplantis. Jesse said he used to go down to Tijuana and, and, and the Holy Ghost would come on him. He said he'd call his mother. Stop praying. I can't sin with you praying. I'm down here in Tijuana trying to pick up hookers, and the Holy Ghost, Mama, stop it. (laughs) What was funny was one night she called a bar in Tijuana. The Holy Ghost gave her the phone number to where he was. That's right. (laughs) That's scary. But isn't God cool? Well, I know that when I got saved, I'm telling you, I mean, God put a hook in my jaw. I mean, the night they chased me with dogs, I mean, God was going, uh, what's going to happen now? I go, man, help me. He said, I've been trying to for 22 years, son. And I'm mean, like, woo, woo, Y'all don't even know what that's like. When you're on the wrong side of the cops, and they find a dog and put on you all night long, I had a 12-hour all-night prayer meeting. (laughs) Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. They didn't catch me. Man, I, I ran through the woods. I ran through brambles. I ran one time. I ran through the woods and fell in a ditch 15 feet down. Flat on my face between two rocks. Got up and scrambled up the other bank and took off. And all I heard was, woo, whoo. And, and a game warden in a flashlight. Well, next morning I was going, oh, God. I, didn't even, I wasn't saved. God was going, now you're over here talking to me and asking me. When, and I, and I'm, I'm having some serious conversations with God. They catch me, I'm going to prison. I'm already on probation for a theft by receiving charge. I, I, I ran around with the outlaw gang. I don't know, there's the, little playmates. and We just had a lot of fun. <laughs> Nobody else thought it was fun. We did. But this is some serious, this is a serious night. Next week I'm sitting in church. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Talking in tongues. (laughs) God goes, I got a call on your life. and I'm going, no doubt. (laughs) All right, now you see here that they didn't, Peter did not come out of this until the church prayed. It wasn't the will of God James died. It's not the will of God. What's going on in America is because we, don't get mad at me, we've allowed it. He told us to pray for those in authority. We've gotten away from old-fashioned prayer meetings in churches, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Any time that you have a prayer meeting, you're always going to have wild, weird stuff. Okay? You just People will just do it. They're just going to do it. So here's what I want to say to you if you see it going on. Don't stop it. I would rather have weird stuff going on with real prayer than no prayer at all. So if Sister Do Nothing gets in the back and jumps and screams and hollers, just leave her alone. Don't, don't, don't leave the church and go looking for the perfect church. There aren't any. I already know all the pastors. They're crazier than I am. Just, just. I don't know them all. I'm being, I'm joking. Are y'all okay? That's that's what happened to the gifts of the Spirit. Pastors tried to stop the goofiness. Well, you shut the whole thing down. You can't just shut everything down. Just let people, you know people talking about Rodney Howard Brown's meeting, people barking like dogs? Well, let them bark. <laughs> that doesn't mean the real's not going on. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? Don't, don't, you know, just, oh. Mm. And anyway, with all of my heart, nobody ever made you the Holy Ghost Police Department anyway, so just shut up. I said that with my heart. I mean, I'm trying. Easiest thing in the world is to find fault. Just shut up and pray. Just You shut up and pray. (laughs) Are you all okay with that? All right, good, good. Because I know if we get in here and start having prayer meetings, Sister Duflop, it's going to do something. <laughs> y'all, y'all know, y'all, Satan sent it. I mean, Satan's already found a goofy person to go here. They send them to the prayer meeting. Yeah. It, it is, it is true. Uh-huh. Just ignore it. Just leave it alone. If it's not a God, it'll die. It, there's always the people want to go into a city and pull down all the devils, and nobody ever told you to do that. Right. That doesn't that doesn't that doesn't change real. Right. We're in here to work with God, right. and make request to God right. about what we and He wants done in this nation. Right. Pray the Word of God over people. Pray Pray Psalm 2 over our president. Pray, no weapon formed against him will prosper. And every tongue that rises against him in judgment, he'll condemn it and prove it to be wrong. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Father God, we thank you right now in Jesus' name that he will be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Send people along. Just pray over him. Just pray over the man. Pray over the governor. Pray over the mayor of the city. Pray over me. If you do have anything to do, pray for me. I, I'm not so proud. I'm going to tell you something. If it wasn't for Shirley and Betty, I don't think I'd have made it. And... I left out a bunch of people, but y'all know who you are. Don't don't get offended. I didn't call your name. didn't call my name. <laughs> I'm sorry. Matthew sixteen eighteen. Let's go over there. Come on. Sometimes you gotta have a little bit of fun. All right. Now here's where I found this. It's actually written in the Bible. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I'm a smart aleck sometimes, aren't I? Am I not? Matthew 16:18. Look at this. And I also say to you, you are Peter and not on the rock. Peter's not a pope. Never has been a pope, never will be a pope. Didn't build a church on Peter. On the rock of the revelation of who Jesus is, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against you. Look at verse 19. And I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Now, if you want to borrow my truck and you don't, <laughs> borrow Zach's, you're going to need the keys. But if someone, if, you, if I say I need you to run to the lumber yard, you're going to need the keys. So Jesus handed the keys to the church. We have them. Now, you got to see this. This is why... People make fun and call us, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. It's not our fault. It's Jesus's fault. Right. I would love to have an intelligent conversation with some people, if at all possible. Kenny said one time, "It's hard to. It's hard to fight a." A battle of wits with an unarmed man. <laughs> that sounds like I'm being critical. Okay. I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The literal, if you read the Amplified, it says this whatever you allow must be what's allowed in heaven, and whatever you hinder. Must be what's forbidden in heaven. So, Jesus said, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Are there any rebellious teenagers raised in hell in heaven? Don't allow it in your house. Stop it. Are there any crooked politicians in heaven? Don't allow it down here either. Is there any sickness in heaven? Don't allow it. You, you understand what he did? He's not saying that you can control. I'm just going to make up stuff. He didn't tell you to make up stuff. You look at heaven and go, that's not allowed there. We don't allow it. Now, my family is allowed there, so I'm, I, Satan, get off them. See, Satan is illegally ruling because no one's challenged deceit. Amen. Do y'all see that? Who has the seats? Principality, power, rulers of dark. Whose seats are those? They're your seats. You're thinking, aren't you? You're like. They are sitting as rulers illegally. Because nobody's contested them. And when you come in and go, not here. All right, now let me make a statement to you right now. You go out in the bookstore and you get the book, The Authority of the Believer. I'm going to give you a warning. Don't read it unless you're planning on doing it. You have, because when, are y'all listening? Okay, now listen, listen to me. Just listen to me. If you're going to, if you're going to take Satan on, He's going to fight you. Yes. He, he's not going to play a game with you. Right. Right. Yes. Amen. Many a man has preached on the authority of the believer and had Satan take him out because he just preached it to sell tapes. If you're going to, if you're going to read it and you're going to take your place and you're going to take the seat, you better use your authority. Amen. And you're going to need it. Yes. Yes. Now let's talk. Let's, let's, get cl- let's get close to home. Y'all ready? When Mary Fran decided to obey God, why do you think Satan tried to kill her daughter? Yes. Mm-hmm. This is not, I'm, I'm not trying to scare you. Right. This, this, is not a, this is not a game. Right. That's right. Amen. Right. Don't run around with a little card and put your name and prophet on it. If you're going to believe this, and you go, we got authority over all the work of the enemy, you're going to get to use it. All right, and I'm going to give all of you guys in the military a little heads up. The reason they sent you to boot camp and gave you a gun is you're going to need it. So they take you to Afghanistan. There's going to be people over there shooting at you. And you shoot back, and they shoot at you, and you shoot back. Okay, I'm going to come over here and preach. The reason you come to church and I teach you is because when you leave, they're going to shoot at you. They're going to shoot at you. You're going to shoot back and they're going to shoot at you. (laughs) There's a reason he gave you the name and the Holy Ghost and prayer because you're going to need it. Now, a lot of uh, people, I don't like to get into my personal business because it's hard, but. Everything in our home hasn't been a rose garden since we took this church. I mean, all hell has broken loose at times. Devil tried to kill me. Tried to kill Lisa. Blew up Josh's car, Justin's car, because we were just running around. We were actually fighting with each other. You you can't do that. You want to get in strife at home? You just know all the devils in hell are coming to your house. And you just need to shut up and sit down and pray in the Holy Ghost and get it right and walk in love and take authority. And you can come out of it, but you can't play. You have authority, but you're going to use it. Are you all getting this? All right. All right. (laughs) Father, I hope I ain't scared. I wasn't scared until I went to church. (laughs) Acts chapter 4. How are we doing? We're doing good. Oh, do we pray over our kids? Oh yeah, we pray over our kids. Oh yeah. They don't they don't stand a chance. Justin found that out. I ain't got no call, right? I ain't obeying God. Right. Get him, God. Get him. <laughs> oh, there's two more. Oh yeah. Jordan might be listening to this tonight. Jordan, you're coming home. I don't know whether you know it or not. You're coming yeah. home. <laughs> when mama's praying, you might as well give up. <laughs> yeah. Acts 4.23. Let's read it. Peter and James and John got arrested because a guy got healed and Satan tried to stop the gospel from going forth. And he used the government to throw them in jail. And after they were let out of jail, they went back to their church. And being let go, they went to their companions. You need companions. You need friends. You're, their Lone Ranger is only a movie. Silver bullets or not. You can't be a secret agent Christian with a mask on and a horse with an Indian, and make it. <laughs> I'm in a. I'm sorry. Everybody knows you need an army. That's right. They reported the chief priests and elders said, and when they heard it that they're going through trouble, they raised their voice to God with one accord, and they said, Lord, you are the God that made heaven and earth and sea. And everything in him by the mouth of your servant. Now they're quoting scriptures to God. Why do the nations rage and people plot vain things? The kings of the earth have taken a stand and the rulers have gathered together against the Lord and against your Christ. Verse 27, truly against your holy servant Jesus, who you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, the Democratic Party and three-quarters of the Republicans and all the people of Israel have gathered together to do whatever your hand or decided they want to go to hell in a handbasket, and we're not going to let them. We're not going to become socialists. We're not going. If you like it, we can send you to Cuba. One-way ticket. You can leave tonight. I'll pay the way. Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness we will speak your word. Stretch out your hand to heal. Signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they prayed, the place they were was shaken. The world still needs Jesus. We're not, we're not against the people. But what would happen if Hillary got saved? God loves Hillary, right? I mean, he loves He loves Hillary. But what would happen if she got born again is she stepped up there and went, hey, guys, y'all need Jesus. I mean, what kind of impact would that have? We need need people in Washington in high places to get born again. You need them saved. Now, I know that some of y'all don't know this or you don't agree with it. That, again, doesn't matter to me. But when Trump entered the race, he was not a born-again Christian. I believe that God used him because he's a wrecking ball, and I think he was the only one that you couldn't buy him, and I think Washington is corrupt from one end to the other, and I think he was the only one not in bed with everybody, but James Robinson went along with other people, and because of this nation was praying because we didn't need another four or eight years of socialism, guys. We would be under we would be under the bucket right now. Yeah, right. Listen real fast. It doesn't work in Chicago, it doesn't work in California, it's never worked in Russia. Everything they're wanting has never worked once. Why in the world anybody wants it? Well, it's to take over the government. It's satanic. All right. So, James Robinson and a bunch of other people got together and went before him and got him born again, led him to the Lord. I know for a fact, um, what's the little pastor down south of? Paula White. Paula White actually prayed with him, and his wife, uh, say her name, she's, she's a tongue talking, spirit filled Christian. Now, that's all happened since th- that he started running. Now, you may say, yeah, but he was racist. Well, was, so was Paul. Might have been, I don't know. But right now, he's at least born again and pro-Jesus. And is he a baby Christian? Yeah. Is he still mouthy? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Let me make a statement to you about war. And I'm going to help some of y'all. When you're in a war, you want the generals to be mean, If Patton wasn't a general, you'd be talking Japanese. You you don't want the choir boys in office. Does that does I mean I'm 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 not making excuses, but I'm saying that God there's a place for men. And God knows that America has no idea what a real man looks like. They want us to go in for counseling all the time. <laughs> what kind of, what is that? I, I'm sorry. Yeah, let me, let me, I'm going to make a statement. I'm, I'm going to say something to you all, and I want, y'all to li- I want you all to listen to me very good. When I took this church, there was no such thing as a faith and word church in, the, in central Florida. You got to have a hell-raising, devil-busting preacher to go in and do it. you don't going to send a choir boy in there. And in the meantime, he's liable to just ruffle a couple of feathers in the meantime. Liable to, while he's learning to be pastor. You know how you make it 30 years doing this? Just don't quit. That's called guts. There's a certain type of person who does that. Never mind, I done, that's enough. He is a little rough. I got to tell you a little secret. You have no idea how many people I meet that don't know me from Adam. They'll walk up and say, here comes trouble. And I always look at them and say, yes, you're correct, Satan. How would they utter those words? They don't know me. I say, that's right, Lucifer. That's right. And they go, what? I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the spirit that made you say that. Boy, I'm, off. I'm over time now. <laughs> here, I'm going to quote one scripture real quick. Revelation 12, 12 says that Satan has come down and he knows his time is short. He don't have a lot of time left. Right. And he is going at this thing full bore. And it's time the church pick it up and go, you know what? This is the time and I think it's time we're going to get, we're gonna have to get real serious here. And uh, in this church, if you want to come, you can come back. But we're not playing church. You want to play church? I can recommend a lot of places. Just, you know, just be sweet and go over there and jump around holler and be sweet. (laughs) Give yourself to meditation, prayer, and study the Word. And don't allow anything to stand in your way of finding your place. C.W. Kenyon. Life will not mean much to you outside of the will of God. The big thing of life is to be in the will of God. You say, I was never called to give myself to a life of prayer. No, you may not have been set apart for a special call of prayer, but I think it'd be wise for you to spend enough time in prayer to get acquainted with your Father. There's only two ways to do it, prayer and the Word. There are people who will be utterly lost unless you take your place. That's a heavy statement. Kenyon, who's a very kind guy, and I I wrote this out because it's the one place in here that I've ever heard him get strong. Unless you do your part, men will cry against you through eternity. You cannot plead that you have too much work to do. You can pray while you work. You can't say that I don't know how. You could learn if you wanted to. For you to disobey the prayer calls, to disobey the call of your father, the prayer responsibility is the most important thing in your life. Do you realize there are men and women who are defeated and breaking down in their business, home, and spiritual life because we haven't prayed? He says, let me change that. You haven't prayed. All right. We need to stand and go, God, that's me. There's a lot of times I haven't done my job, and I haven't prayed like you've asked me to do, and I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to start praying. So the last 10 minutes of the night at 15 minutes after, wherever the clock is, we're done. But I'm just going to I'm going to close tonight in prayer. I'm going to ask you to take the time, pray over the president, pray over your family, pray over whatever the Lord, pray over Israel. Next Wednesday night, I'm going to bring the flags out so we can come up and just pray over the U.S. and pray over Israel, pray over our trip there. I want you to start praying over, over people in this church being saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, healed, delivered, and discipled. Amen. People walk in, they're coming in here, they're going to grow in God, and they're going to start, they're going to find where they fit and start being used by God. Yes. Now it's fun, it's being used by God is fun, it's not laborious. Disobeying God is not fun, Amen. So, Father God, I have, I have done what I believe you asked me to do tonight, and I have preached a sermon on prayer. Father God, we don't learn prayer sitting in a church, listening to someone preach on it. We learn prayer by doing it. And tonight, when I get through with my end of this, I'm going to turn it loose, and I'm going to ask you to lead each and every person in this room to pray. But before we get started, I'm going to obey you in First Timothy, and I'm going to pray over the President of the United States. Father God, there's a battle that is in. It's a spiritual battle over the over right and wrong and over righteousness and over the gospel being preached because the because it's obvious that when people's number one issue is homosexuality and abortion it's a spiritual war and the war is about money and it's about who's going to rule And Father God, you've given us the right to rule and reign in the earth. You said, I'll build my church, that's us, and the gates of hell will not stand against. You're waiting on what we want to say about it. So right now, I'm praying over my president of the United States of America. And I surround him with faith and love, him and his family. And I say, no weapon formed against him shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against him in judgment, he shall condemn it and prove it to be wrong. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. You said in Psalm 2, you sit in the heavens and laugh. And Father God, I laugh with you. Because God's Father God, no matter what they do, they're not going to stop him. And I call him strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I ask you to bless him coming in and send people across his path to give him strength and strengthen him in the midnight. Send angels, if you've got to, to sit by his bed at night and watch over him. Satan, get off of my nation. Get off my president. Get off the White House. Get off this country. Get off the churches in America. And I'm calling churches out of darkness to light. I'm calling pastors out of darkness I'm calling them back to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm praying that people will start walking the aisles and churches and come out of darkness and be born again. I'm praying for Hillary. I pray for Bill Clinton. I pray for Barack Obama. I pray for the whole Democratic Party that you'll start raising up raising up ministers to go in among them and preach Jesus and then come out of darkness and the light. We don't hate them. We love them. Father God, we love them. You died for them, but I pray for their soul and I pray for their salvation because without the blood of Jesus, they're lost and going straight to hell. I'm asking you for you to begin a move of God in this church and begin a move of God in Central Florida like you said you're going to do. Start here if you so desire. I pray over this church. I pray the people of this church that they would hook up with me now and start working with me. And every Wednesday night, we're going to come in here and take the time to pray. If there's people in this room right now that their family's lost, we're in agreement with them. They're coming out of darkness to light. That they don't have to go to hell. We've got authority over all the work of the enemy. We stand with them. They're not going to just go to hell while we sit back and let it happen. Satan, get off these kids, get off these young people. Get off these children in Jesus' name. Do get off these people. They're going through a divorce. I come against the spirit of divorce. I come against suicide in this church in Jesus' name. I come against apathy in this church in Jesus' name. And Father, I give you glory and honor for every worker in this church, every man and woman, boy and girl. I thank you for the prayer meeting that meets on Monday night that you continue to anoint these women i going to pray over this church and the direction of it in Jesus' name. Now, if you're here and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, just pray in the Spirit a while. If you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, just come up afterwards and someone will pray for you. Vrai la visson somme there is only de mercala frai stanno pitconena mo je invorgendo che sono le ben sono l'ombre di cotiera ora vesi ma invorgione non trovando nemble non ci che devono sene fosse Mò le menesita de le fassi, fe fasseno co bela, je vremok be, a lambre non de bramdo pirsonne, shi la veke fe, e la bassi fo, shi vlafe se, de lafe se, de beke de, marchando fisane, nan e mensh de bloku sine, shi meno besia, shi vlacini be ricordi, bevlo, no no, ci Papa, God, give you praise. I give you glory. Thank you, Papa, God. I give you glory. I give you glory, God. I give you glory, Father. Pray over your kids right now. Pray over your teenage. I don't, even if they're born again, you pray over them now. Pray over them. Just surround them with faith and love. Speak the life of God over them. Pray, Pray the Word of God over them. They're blessed coming in. They're blessed going out. Everything they put their hand to prospers. They know the voice of God. They know the voice of God. They know the voice of their Father. The voice of another they will not follow. Ha, ha, ha. Jesus is Lord plead the blood of Jesus over your kids. I plead the blood of Jesus over my family. I plead the blood of Jesus over my grandsons. I plead the blood of Jesus over my granddaughters. I plead the blood of Jesus over my children. And over this church. Over everybody in this church. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. What you heard tonight is so. A lot of things exist because no one's asked me to do something about it. They have not come before me and prayed like you heard here this evening. And and yet things happened. And then they asked me, why God, why? Do you not understand? Do you not understand the authority that I have given you and my name? And I'm waiting on you. Things have existed, but if you'll make up your mind tonight, no longer, I will no longer allow them. Prayer is a beautiful, beautiful time with me. It's not laborious, it's not difficult, and it's not hard. I can hear you and understand plain English just talk to me the way you talk to anyone and I am there to hear don't allow things to go on any longer listen to what you heard here this evening and be a doer of the word and not a hearer only in God good thank you Jesus every one of you are here because someone was praying for you. If we lined you up and I said who was praying for you, every one of you, most of you know who it was. Give that benefit to the people around you. Don't don't you don't have to make it ours. I walked into my uh, apartment complex one day and I said to the Lord I said, "Father, Open up the door for me to talk to this girl in Jesus' name. And she looked at me and says, where do you go to church? And I went, oh, that's fast. <laughs> don't, 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 don't turn that, don't turn conversation with God in, into some laborious thing. Right. Praying, the greatest invitation you've ever had in your life is to come in the throne room and talk to God about anything. Right. Yeah. Take the time of going there and say, well, I just want to talk to you about something. I just need to talk to you about this and I, I'll tell you something. You'll see things change. The devil will tell you it didn't work. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Even if it Let's say it didn't work. Do it anyway. You'll find out it does. Amen. I don't know how anybody makes it without praying. I don't. Man. And for the ones of you that are here that have never been filled with the Holy Ghost. Speak in tongues. We are. A spirit-filled church. Jesus commanded, don't leave Jerusalem until you do with power. You can be filled. Just come up and ask Lisa, ask some of the prayer warriors, Teresa, and say, hey, I want that, and uh, get ready. Fasten your seatbelt so you're fixing to learn how to fly. God bless all of you. Have a wonderful night. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.